Welcome. I am back. What's going on, bro? <laughs> that was good. Welcome back, my friend. It's good to have you. <laughs> Papa Dubs, aka Bobo Jones, was filling in. He did a great job. He did um, do a good job. We had we talked about a, a wizard in every fucking episode, but other than that, it, it was good. We just kept finding ways to bring the New Zealand wizard back in. <laughs> but it was a good fucking couple weeks. Uh, I'm glad you're back, though, buddy. Thanks, bud. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, let's get this fucking bread, bro. Yeah, bread man. We'll get to the bread man in a little bit. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about uh, as far as sports go, because I guess, well, especially hockey, because we haven't really... Yeah, I haven't touched on hockey because uh, Bobo Jones is not a hockey fanatic, and I, I take back seat when we talk about hockey on this show. I I love hockey. I watch it. Yeah, I wish you would it. not take as much of a back seat because I love your hockey opinions. They always yeah, make that's me the laugh. thing. I, I like hockey. I you know I pay attention, but you're definitely more of a hockey buff, and uh, I didn't want to waste hockey conversation without you here if that makes sense yeah no i totally get it i'm just saying like every time you have a hockey opinion it makes me laugh not because it's like a bad opinion but because it's just funny it just always gets me like so much but anyway we'll get there that's coming that's Um, coming stick around yeah let's let's uh i i would love for an oof and then we can um hit the football which all right, bro. I have not. Let- I mean, full disclosure to anybody hearing this, <laughs> I've had a family, you know, uh, what do you call it? What's the word? Tragedy? Crisis? Emergency? Yeah, uh, yeah, like a death in the family. So I have not watched any sports. I've watched uh, some Rangers games, although not all of them, which is very unlike me. And I've watched a couple other teams play um in passing but it's been a lot of like sitting in my house with like 25 people here so not i did watch the world series though um because my uncle is like a massive braves fan so oh that's awesome bro because i was so i was so caught up with the other sports i actually didn't get to see much of the world series because my stock in it was lost well, i mean i wasn't like i wasn't out, like but... actively watching it but it was on. right right you know right. what i'm saying Right. So, yeah. But I, I literally, I don't think I watched a pitch of the Yeah, series, I mean, like, I just, I didn't give a shit. But we'll, well, again, <laughs> once we lost, I was like, right. I can't watch the fucking Astros play another series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, we'll get there anyway. Uh, let's do this oof. Come on, hit me. Absolutely, bro. So, uh, the uh, people that watch the live show, I know... A lot of people that listen to Stone Sports are not the same people listening to the live show. Uh, I know you weren't there because we had my boy Meech. Meech was filling in on the half ounce, half hour on ColorCast. <laughs> he did a fantastic job. We were killing it over there. But I, I wanted to bring you this story because it was too crazy to not share with you. Okay. Uh, an attempt by Austin, Texas officials to serve a search warrant and provide lawn care resulted in shots fired, an hour-long standoff, or hours long, not an hour, hours long standoff, a house fire, and a death, police said Wednesday. Mm. Uh, police officers... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up just a bit. Yeah. What was the warrant for? Uh, We'll get there. Okay. I actually, I don't know. If they I thought said. you said it, what it was for, and I, like, missed it. But Gotcha. I, my bad. I actually don't think they ever said. That's a phenomenal question. 
Hmm. Sounds but fishy it clearly, to me. It wasn't some sort of warrant that was like they're breaking down his doors. Like it was, I, I'm guessing it was some sort of like court summons. I don't know, man. In the words of Karen in Georgia, it sounds like it goes straight to the top. It, might, it could go straight to the top and it wouldn't be the first scandal we've uncovered on this show, Bertie. Don't think I haven't forgotten about this guy in fucking North Carolina with his goddamn car parts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going straight to the Congo. But anyway, we'll get back to this Austin guy. Uh, they immediately backed. Oh, sorry. I'm too far into the article. Uh, police officers and code enforcement officers arrived at, arrived at a home at 916 a.m. on Wednesday to serve a nuisance search warrant. Nuisance. There we go. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, uh, it's like uh, disorderly conduct. Did you look it up? No, I found it. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, like, did you look up what a nuisance search warrant is? Oh, no. I'm just guessing. Yeah, pure speculation. I found it in my head is what I should say. Yeah. Hold on. I got to take this thing off. Pure speculation. Absolutely no facts to back it up. But I'm going to say it's true. Um, Good. That's good. This guy isn't, but could not make contact with the resident. So they tried to serve the warrant, couldn't make contact. Um, warrant was left at the door, and contractors for the city's code enforcement, because they also showed up, began working on the lawn because it was not up to code with uh, HOA standards. So they're like, all right, we'll just work on the lawn because he won't cut it himself. He's in like a nice neighborhood. They have, you know, standards. Uh, okay. So they're cutting his grass while they wait for him to show back up because they have left the war and he wasn't there waiting for him to show up. Uh, about an hour after they started working on the lawn, dude just starts open firing on the lawn care workers. What? He was in the house the whole time. Uh, they immediately backed off. They got all the staff that was working on the house to safety and a SWAT call was initiated for a barricaded subject. Uh, SWAT mental health officers and a crisis negotiator arrived on scene but could not get the man out of the house, leading to the lockdown of a nearby elementary school and the closure of several streets. Uh, SWAT spent the next several hours trying to negotiate with the individual just to simply come out of the house to talk. At about 3 p.m., the residents started shooting at officers again, and because of that immediate threat, they made entry using some sort of robot. Yes. Uh, Robot helped officers determine that a fire had been started in the home by the perpetrator. So once they sent the robot in, the robot just, they had him on camera, just starting a fire in the house. Like, he just had, like, newspapers and boxes and shit, like, stacked up in the living room. (laughs) It was just setting him on fire. Um... (laughs) Robot helped officers determine this fire had been started in the home. The man exited through the garage with weapons in his hand. He had an AK-47 in each hand. Uh, At that time, a SWAT officer shot and struck the resident who went down with a gunshot wound while the house continued to burn. Officers got the man away from the house and treated him before he was taken to a hospital where he died. Uh, It's unclear what caused his death. Bullshit, he got shot. Right? (laughs) I didn't see that part of this article. Uh, the fire was eventually put out and the school lockdown was lifted. SWAT officer who shot the man will be put on administrative duty during investigations into the incident. It, it seems like that guy shouldn't be a cop that's getting investigated for a shooting. It seems like he shot a perpetrator that needed to be shot. shot yeah, who was shooting at him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I am, you know, all about, like, police shouldn't be shooting people. 
But like, thousand percent agreed. Yeah. But in this situation where they already yeah, had the SWAT barricaded, yeah, yeah it's the a dude little set his house on fire. Like and if it was motherfuckers out with are AKs in lawn. each hand, like he's a fucking T one thousand, lighting bags of dog poop on fire in the living room. Yeah, like, exactly, bro. If you're if they're cutting your lawn, like, and you just start popping shots off, like, nah, bro. Nah, that guy needs to be put down. Yeah, like that's fucked, bro. That's fucked. That's a that's a crazy story. <laughs> right? Dude, what's going on? Dude, I'm telling you, I said this a few weeks ago to a friend, and I'll say it to you right now. Texas is slowly becoming the new Florida. Yeah, it's getting there. Uh, I've been, actually, the last few weeks on the live show, we've been doing that, where I'll get a story from Texas and Florida, and that's where we transition. I'm like, all right, we hit Florida, now we gotta go over to Texas. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> I mean, all the stuff, like the abortion thing, like... Colorado's getting fucking crazy, too, bro. I find a lot of crazy Yeah, I feel like Colorado. Colorado been, like, sly crazy. That was though, there, man. that story last night we talked about, the dude had the blowtorch doing the cobwebs, the controlled burn. Yeah, the controlled burn. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Colorado, I feel like it's like on the sly, always been kind of crazy, but right. You know, but Texas uh, and Florida are in your face with it. Yeah, dude. I mean, like Texas has the whole abortion thing going on. And like, I keep reading these crazy news articles about crazy Texas, news and I'm like, articles. Dude, like Texas is they're moving up. They're moving up the list for sure. I said this to me. I think we should just like get some giant crane that we like it's out in the ocean it's like fucking thousands of feet tall and it, we just rip florida out from the ground wherever it is just rip it out and just drop it in the middle of texas and we build a wall around <laughs> it. i would like to control burn the borders of both states and just push them out into the ocean <laughs> send them adrift They'll meet California when they break off. Yeah, for sure. Like, get the fuck out of here. With all those. All by nonsense. the time California hits them, they'll just be like Florida and Texas will have like met. And they're just like a savage colony. That's California what, shows say, up. Like, they would like form uh, a new like like the United Kingdom. And I'm sure Texas and San Francisco would get along swimming. Oh, they'd be so. Yeah, uh, that would be. Yeah, that would work for sure. <laughs> It wouldn't. Um, they would be killing each other in seconds flat. I don't know, Birdie. I think Sparks would be in, be a flying. Maybe. Depends on what part of Texas and what in San Francisco meet. And what kind of Sparks. Yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, you want to get some football, or is there anything else you want to talk about first? Uh, real quick before the football, uh, I've got an Iowa man. <laughs> I figured we had it. We could get a second return on in here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, he was bloodied up for this one, and by he, I of course mean the famed David Rush, right? Uh, of mainstay on Stone Sports. Uh, David Rush has broken more than two hundred Guinness World Records. Has caught forty nine apples in his teeth in one minute that left him surprisingly bloody. Jonathan Hollywood Hannon was just tossing apples at him, but he was trying to catch him in his teeth, obviously. So he was just get, like, getting hit in the nose and in the mouth, and his teeth were going into his mouth and shit. So after, he looked like he just went through like a fucking three-round bout with Mike Tyson, but it was just apples. But again, I figured you'd appreciate that this is the most effort he's had to put into a record since like we started the show. Yeah, he put his body on the line. Right. Yeah, I, He I hasn't done that, that since he stood on top of the exercise ball swinging a katana. Right, yeah, he definitely put his body on the line this time. How old is he? Uh, he's in his 30s. Okay, so he's like somewhere around my age. Yeah. 
You guys are probably like very close. I really want to meet this guy. Again, I think we got to go through Hannon. We can hit him up, which I still haven't done. I know I'm slacking. It took me like a whole day to find David Rush's Twitter, dude. It was a fucking hassle. But anyway, (laughs) um, the other thing we can do, which we've also talked about, is we just got to start breaking his records because then we're on the radar. You're right. You're so right. I think when you're here, we just film us trying to break David Rush's record. For sure. Yeah. And we just post it directly to his Twitter. Yeah, I'll send I'll DM just him. Just tag the shit out yeah. of him. No, I'll don't DM him. him. Like do that I'll shit in public, him. bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be like, what's up, bitch? Yeah, what's up now? Let's <laughs> what's go. Up now? You Come wanna let us interview us, you talk? now? Yeah. <laughs> For every minute that passes that you don't interview us. Or we don't interview you. We will break we'll another break another record. record. <laughs> you have twenty four hours. To do. Yeah, bro. We just start writing ransom notes. Like cut out a newspaper. <laughs> always give an ultimatum. Always yeah, give an bro. ultimatum. You, you always twenty four hours. The Bourne ultimatum. The Rush ultimatum. Oh my God! It's Jason. Oh my Bourne. God! We finally found our name for our Rush documentary. The Rush, the Rush ultimatum. ultimatum. That's how we do it because we get him with the fucking Rush ultimatum. Start throwing goddamn records at his ass, and he's gotta come swimming to us at some point, Bernie. This is one of our best ideas. All right, it's so good. It is so good. All right, let's get some football going here. Oh, that was not good, but we can get to football. Yeah. So what? What? What do you mean? Uh, well, first off, this is the last time I'm going to mention Henry Ruggs, but you missed some crazy shit. I'm not going to dignify him anymore by even talking about him, but I'll give you the rundown because you missed it. Yeah. Uh, Henry Ruggs, receiver for the Raiders, was driving 156 miles an hour in his Corvette while he was intoxicated. Uh, he made contact with a Toyota RAV4 going 126 miles or 127 miles an hour. Oof. Killed the woman driving the car trapped inside the car burned to death wasn't did not die on impact was trapped in the car and burned so horrible fucking way to go uh henry ruggs is a piece of shit they found a loaded gun in the car uh his prosecutors are trying to get them to reveal his medical records which the defense is like not allowing did he die in the accident no, he's fine. He, uh, he went to the hospital. Went bro, to the hospital. Bro, Wrong person died, bro. bro. It's always the always happens. Yes, that like, way. have you seen that show Midnight Mass on Netflix? No. All right, I'm not gonna spoil it because it's actually really dope and you should watch it. But it starts with a scene where this dude like on a sidewalk and he like, there's like a woman on the pavement, and they're like trying to revive her, and and she dies, and then the paramedic that's treating him. He like starts praying to God and the paramedics like, yeah, why don't you ask him why the good people die and the shitheads are always left without a bruise? And I was like, yeah. oh, like it's so fucking true. Like every it's time, true, you bro. Read every that time, story, every time, that's yeah. how it goes. It's and fucked up. he's facing like he's originally facing like two to 20 years, which with the other charges he's got, he's now facing like five to 40. So, I mean, his career's over. He should be in prison for that whole time. I yeah. Mean, a fucking girl died in, a, like, basically the worst fucking way you can go. Yeah, and it's one thing if, like, you, like, just get into an accident and it happens. It's another thing if you're fucking drunk. Yeah, and driving, like, a not even drunk driving like a normal human. Drunk driving 156 miles an hour mm-hmm. in a Corvette. Go fuck yourself, man. I mean, like, 
Don't get me wrong. If you got a fast car, I don't mind if you drive fast. But like, don't do that shit on public roads, especially. Don't be drunk. Right, and especially, but dude, especially if you're a fucking professional football player. Yeah, though, like, that's you the have other the thing. money to could've... like go to a track and run that thing ragged. And the other thing, you have the money to call a fucking Uber. Right. You and you could have right. called the team. You're a first round pick. If you called the team and said I'm too fucked up to drive, they would have come and got you and swept it under the rug. You rug rugs. Right. But they would have fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no, a million sure. other things he could have done and I ended up with yeah, a gold I mean, and I'm So just I saying, hope like, he faces the, the stiffest thing... penalty possible. And he's my age. So, right. like, it kind of fucking hit home. Like, we were the pretty close. He's, like, six months older than me. But, it, like, it, I don't know, man. It's just fucking horrible. Yeah, it is. And, and like like I said, like... I don't want to even dignify it by talking about him anymore. But I just right. wanted to give you the rundown. Yeah. And the, the, the crazy part about that, too, as we'll get into it after this... Uh, Damon Arnett, their other first-round pick, uh, former first-round pick, was cut by the Raiders for waving a gun around and making death threats on Instagram Live. Jesus Christ. Which was, like, literally four days after this rug situation. So they Raiders had to wildin', cut. dude. Right? So Gruden, they cut rugs. They had to cut this Arnett guy. And with that, they officially traded Khalil Mack, like, when they made the trade right. a couple years ago. The assets they got out of it were Josh Jacobs, and Brian Edwards, who had zero catches on six targets last week. Oh, so they're, I mean, they're fucked. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. Nope. And they're in a hellhole right now because they're mediocre. They're good enough to win games, but they're not good enough to win playoff games. And everyone they draft is either doing stupid shit like this or right. they suck. Yeah. I so, mean, that I sounds mean, like, I don't know, place. like maybe, I don't know. What, who can, what can you really say? It feels like a locker room culture issue, but right. who fucking knows, man? I mean, that's just fucked up. Put an NFL team in Vegas, like you they said, said. Like you said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> and like you said, man, good enough to win games, but probably not good enough to win a playoff game, which is a lot different in football than it is in other sports because most other it's sports almost are the worst huge spot. seasons, you know? It's almost the worst spot to be in is like a mediocre team in the NFL because you're not getting the high draft picks. You're not good enough to make the playoffs. I mean, Vegas at least is like a destination. Like people are going to want to go there, but that's true. If you have good ownership, you could still make moves in Vegas. Right. So, I mean, it's salvageable, but right now it's not looking good. But again, let's, let's get into these fucking week nine games. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Sorry. No worries, man. I just wanted to catch you up on the crazy shit going on in the NFL last week. Right. I guess just the Raiders, but. <laughs> just Vegas. <laughs> this week in Days of Our Raiders. <laughs> shout out, shout out, you tree. Um, first game on the slate last week, the Thursday night game. Uh, I don't have a whole lot on this one. Colts 40, Jets 35. Uh, Mike White. He missed the whole White Lightning saga. Uh, Zach Wilson goes out. Mike White comes in, beats the Bengals. Uh, he's starting against the Jets on sh- or against the Jets for the Jets against the Colts on short notice. He got hurt in the first quarter, hurt his hand. Josh Johnson, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 year journeyman came in and he threw three touchdowns, almost brought them back, but it wasn't quite enough. Uh, Mike White should be starting next week. Hopefully uh, Zach Wilson Got a little competition, but he's still the first round pick, so that's not going to amount to anything. Right. That's all I got for that game. Uh, let's Raiders. <laughs> Next up, 
Uh, they lost to the Giants 23-16. Giants 3-6. and six. First time Giants have three wins before week 10 since 2016. So 3-6 and six is their best start in five years. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Uh, I got to interrupt you. Oh, uh, please. Breaking news. Please, please. Uh, Anaheim Ducks executive vice president steps down after investigation into professional conduct will enter program for alcohol abuse. Oof. Oof. So not so mighty ducks. More on <laughs> more on that later, I guess. <laughs> Bro, we got like five investigations to talk about. What the fuck show? is going on? <laughs> we got two for basketball, two for hockey. We just talked about the whole rugs. Fucking drama. investigation like, station, dude. Investigation station, episode seventy-two, <laughs> the return of Bertle B. Macklin. Oh my god. Um Raiders, we lovingly to- coined the name of uh, their interim coach, Richie Sachs, Rich Basicchia. Uh He got his first loss as interim coach for the Raiders, which uh, that can only go so long. You play for the interim coach, they rally around him, but it only lasts so long. I right. think the Raiders, this is the start of their downswing. There's too much shit going on. It's a miracle they're five and three with all the off field shit they had. So I think that season's about to unravel here. But uh, next up, Falcons Saints uh last game we're going to breeze through here before we go in depth on one. Uh Falcons 27 Saints 25 5 and 3 this season for the Saints 4 and 4 Falcons move up. Uh Saints are the hardest team to figure out right now but it's starting to make them the easiest team to figure out. I know that's it's making you think again, Birdie. Um yeah. Lost to the Giants, Falcons and Panthers which are all bad teams, but they beat the Packers, the Patriots and the Bucks. Mm. Okay. Next week they play the Titans. The Titans are being deemed a Super Bowl contender now, even without Derrick Henry, because they beat the Rams in LA. Uh I think that's a wicked letdown spot. If I had if I could bet the house on the Saints, I would. Right. Because like I said, they beat all these good teams, they lost to these bad teams. Everyone's gonna write them out. They're at least gonna cover the spread. But Yeah, and I don't know, man. It's funny because I feel like this happens in a lot in all sports, really, where you have a team that beats a team they shouldn't beat. And everyone's like, oh, like doesn't talk about it. But then if they lose to a team they should beat, everyone's like, they suck. It's like, well, hold on, though. Like, take a fucking step back for a second. You know what I mean? It's like selective memory. Yeah, no, I hear you. You know, I, and everyone does that, bro. It's like week to week. Yeah, in every sport, every year, there's at least like two teams that do that. I feel like. And bro, I've been on Colorcast a shitload. I was doing, I was in a bunch of NFL games this weekend, but people were giving their Super Bowl predictions all day, and the most common one I saw was Bills Rams, and both teams lost <laughs> that day. Right and now, everyone's talking about the Titans. What are the Titans going to do this week? Probably fucking lose because their best player is still out. Right. And that, I mean, that could be a byproduct of fact that the season in NFL is so short compared to other sports. Do you know what I mean? So it's, I don't, but I feel like even still like that doesn't, that doesn't matter. You know, I almost choked on my drink. I could hear it. I could hear it, but it sounded more like a yawn. Nah, almost (laughs) died. But yeah, I just feel like that doesn't matter. If a team, you know, it's hard to call it. 
That, that's really what it comes down to for me. It's always hard to call it. And it's hard like, to call. It's like the year the Chiefs won. I feel like that was pretty easy to call. But yeah, and every year, I mean, it gets like this. At right. the start of the season, the contenders are so much different than the middle of the season. And then, like around this time, a couple weeks from now, you're gonna start really seeing the contenders. Right. Yes. Like eleven week eleven. You mean? You're right. Yeah. yeah. Eleven twelve that area. You're yep, gonna start for really. Sure. Crowds are gonna start thinning out. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, but let's get to the Bills now. Okay. Um, Jags, Bills, nine six. Jags one. Uh, two and six. The Jags are on the season. Bills now five and three. This game was Al Inception. Did you see any of that on Twitter? Yes, I did actually. So Jags, Josh Allen intercepted, yeah. sacked. Got a fumble recovery and tackled Josh Allen. Yeah, I did see that on Twitter. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking bizarre. And I, I think that's what got the Bills here is there was just an Allenception. And they woke up, like, after the game. And they're like, did we just lose to the Jacks? What mm. happened? What happened? We scored six points? We scored six? Right. And they just started <laughs> freaking the fuck out. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the... um. The Jags, like their defense played phenomenally. It was a lot of Josh Allen, like I just said, but they really did play good. Uh, Urban Meyer, two and two since finger blasting that chick in that bar in Cincinnati. <laughs> just saying. 50%. That's better than he was the first weeks before he finger blasted yeah, that I chick mean, in a bar. You're not wrong. I mean, correlation does not prove causation. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, those numbers are. It's, I'm just saying, it might be something to watch out for. <laughs> He's coaching for his life now, right? Uh, also, he was acting way too hype for a nine to six win over <laughs> Buffalo after the game, bro. He celebrated like he just won a national championship. Every mm -hmm. single guy that he saw on the team, he went up to and just gave like got down real low and just gave a wicked hard fist pump. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like a tiger fist pump? Yeah, even harder, bro. <laughs> it had some oomph in it. Okay. But I watched him just jump around on the sideline and not come to, like, the center of the field to talk to the other coach for, like, 10 minutes. Wow. It was ridiculous. I was like, is nobody else concerned with how long Urban Meyer's celebrating? It almost felt fake to me. Like, maybe he wants to get fired and go to USC, but that's that's... That's a topic for right a or show. like my first thought would be like, is this dude about to get fired and this was like his last game? <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, I still have a job. We still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here. Um, but my last takeaway from that Bills Jags game is Bill Belichick now smells blood in the water in Buffalo. I posted the meme of uh, Bruce from Finding Nemo smelling the blood. I was like Bill Belichick right now. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. We're coming. We are a coming. Okay. We'll see. That's are a coming. Um, next up, Browns Bengals. Uh, the big story of the Browns this week was off the field with Odell Beckham, but we will get to that in a second. Uh, 41 16, the Browns beat the goddamn breaks off the Bengals. Their offense couldn't get anything going. Baker looked great. Uh, Chubb had two touchdowns in his return or second game back. But he is now out with COVID, as are a lot of Browns this week. They are down, like, four running backs coming in to play the Patriots due to COVID. Mm. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a huge catch. 
little uh, reappearance for him. But let's let's get to it. Odell Beckham, released by the Browns. Um, he officially cleared waivers, which means teams do not have to pay that $7.25 million to pick him up anymore. Uh, they are free to negotiate a new deal with him. Uh, he's apparently narrowed his choices down to the Packers, the Saints, and the Chiefs. But, I, I mean, it's Odell. I never know what the fuck is going on there. Right. Either way, uh, it's all anybody's been talking about. Like, he's still an all-star receiver. Uh, I, we talked about a video last week where his dad posted a video on Twitter of Baker just completely missing him wide open on routes just over and over and over again. Uh, Bobo Jones disagreed and was like, no, nah, that's I, – I don't think that's true. Like, that, I wouldn't – Odell's washed. He watched the video yesterday and he texted me and was like, I was wrong. Odell was so open. It was a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, bro. I really don't know what to think about the situation. I think he's still got something left. I don't know if he's still a number one receiver, but I, I am curious to see where he goes. And I think if he does go to green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams, they uh, instantly buff their odds in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I'd agree with you. If Rodgers comes back, I mean, that's a whole different fucking story. Yeah, it is. Which yeah. I honestly don't really want to get into, but... No, me neither, because it's just so goddamn stupid. It's just so dumb, bro, and that's all anyone's talking about, and it, again, it's really fucking dumb. And I think we're all in agreement that it's the dumbest shit The in only the world. thing I want to bring up about it, now that we're talking about it, yeah. is the... Aaron Rodgers got fined $6,000 less for the whole scenario than cd lamb did for not tucking in his jersey yeah that's ridiculous that's ridiculous i mean that's that i'm about to get like really pissed off <laughs> that's ridiculous bro holy shit 14k for rogers 20k for lamb get fucked yeah get fucked that's... imagine being the dude that got fined 20k with that all that shit i would have been like are you are you kidding me yeah what <laughs> like get your fucking priorities straight right Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it either, other than to say that, like, he's a goddamn moron. And that's right. that's all I have to say about that. Fuck that dude. Right. But Rodgers and Odell, they're the ones that dominated the media this week. Uh, Odell, curious to see where he goes. We'll probably find that out this week. Doubt he'll play this week, but probably next week, wherever he ends right. up. Either way, curious about the situation. For sure. Uh, next up on the docket, Patriots Panthers, uh, twenty four six for my Pats. Uh, they advanced to five and four, three straight wins, Brody. <laughs> Chargers fucking knocked them on down. Panthers, sh Sam Darnold still seeing ghosts against Belichick. Three picks. Uh, Matt Rule, Panthers coach, after the game, quote. I don't want to lay it all on one guy, but we can't keep throwing the ball up in the air. <laughs> if your coach is saying we just can't throw the ball, but he doesn't want to blame somebody, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's oof. the that's Sam Darnold revitalization that was happening the first few weeks is it's dead. It's, it's over. It's dead He's in the bad. water. He yeah. sucks, bro. It's tough. <laughs> Bill exposed him again. Every time he plays the Patriots, his career just like it another piece just breaks off of the glass mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, it's bad. 
Uh, Panthers had 203 rushing yards last week. Patriots held them to 23 carries for 78 yards, even with the return of Christian McCaffrey. So get fucked. Uh, couldn't pass the ball, couldn't run the ball. Pats are all the way back. Mac Jones didn't have a good game, but he didn't fucking need to. Um, we do not have a running back this week, though. The Cleveland Patriots game is just a one-back wonder showdown. Uh, they're down to Dearness Johnson because they all have COVID, and the Patriots all have concussions. Harris and Stevenson both out with concussions. Brandon Bolden going to be the lead back. Not super thrilled about that, but that also means we're going to have a hefty dose of Mac Jones, so I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Mac division, baby. <laughs> uh, next up, Broncos, Cowboys. This one was a stinker. The score does not do it justice. Uh, 30 to 16, Broncos beat the brakes off the Cowboys. It was 30 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. Oh, God. They were on prime time. They were like the game of the week. Got taken off. They put a different game on. <laughs> They're like, the Cowboys are blowing it. The Cowboys are blowing it. Get them off TV. That's hilarious. Wicked funny. Also, uh, they had like a red stripe on their helmet. Like, you know how they have the gray stripe and the blue on either side? Yeah. yeah it, one of them was red to support the troops. It was like some sort of, because it was, I forgot the actual name of it, but it was like Troops Week in the NFL. Everyone was wearing camo and shit. So yeah, the Cowboys it's Veterans did that. Day tomorrow, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. So they went 0-1 with the red stripe, which begs to question, are they really America's team? <laughs> have They're I supporting the troops, and they're 0-1. I mean, have I ever fucking told you that story about when Ed and I were fucking riding to McDonald's like 5 in the morning listening to sports radio, and this guy calls in, and, and the anchor's like, you're on the air, and all he says is, yeah, I just called to say Dallas is America's team. <laughs> Jerry Jones is the ruler of the universe. He literally didn't America's have team. anything else to say. Like he just goes, yeah, I just called to say Dallas is America's team. And then he hung up the phone. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> what the fuck? Long time listener, first time caller. Just want to say Dallas is America's team. I'll shut up and listen. So sometimes when Sked and I are out in public and we see like a real redneck guy, one of us will lean to the other and go, yeah, I just called to say Dallas is America's team. I mean, Dallas fans are ridiculous, dude. Like it's, uh, if they're like transplant Cowboys fans, that's one thing. But if you're like a Dallas Dallas fan, nah, bro, I don't fuck with you. You're mad Robo right now, bro. You sound like Daft Punk. It's still doing it. I'm leaving all this in. It's too good. You're still doing it. You sound like you're talking to me through the Matrix. <laughs> I really wish you could hear this right now. <laughs> and he's gone, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's back. Uh, uh. Nope, still matrixing out, bro. <laughs> Unplug your mic and plug it back in.
you, bitch. Hello? Ricky Spanish. There you go. Ricky Spanish. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so back to shitting on the Cowboys with all my might. Um, where was I? I lost my notes. because I don't know. Jerry. We were talking about how Dallas is America's team. No, they're not America's team. They're 0-1 supporting the troops. Patriots went 1-0 this weekend. I'm just saying. Um, Dak didn't have any fantasy points until the fourth quarter. Only five first downs before the fourth. Uh, Denver just ran all over him. But, yeah, taking off prime time, that's tough. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Done with the Cowboys. Next up, Birdie, and this is going to be home to one of our new weekly segments this next game. Um, Vikings-Ravens. 34 31 Ravens get the win in OT six and two this season Vikings three and five uh Kirk Cousins is the king of almost winning but never winning uh you're not gonna be out of the game with Kirk Cousins as your QB but you're not gonna win that game you know what I mean <laughs> I do yes you're always gonna lose by three to ten points right hang tough but not right. win right yeah it's it's the best part of Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Ravens, 36 first downs. Vikings had 13. And the fact that it went to overtime is a little ridiculous. But that's leads me into our next stat. Uh, the Ravens defense just gives up big plays. This is our ESPN 50% shooting on a full moon when the gym is under 70 degrees stat of the week. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the E5SFMWGU7D stat of the week, if you're keeping track. Um <laughs> Ravens have given up 18 plays of 30 plus yards, 11 of them resulting in TDs. No other team has given up five touchdowns of 30 yards or more. So Ooh. they just give up long ass plays. Uh, Jefferson and Cook both took advantage of that. They both had long plays. But yeah, the 36 first downs to 13, you wouldn't expect that game to be in overtime. Right. Um, Lamar Jackson, king of the comeback this season, three double digit comebacks against Kansas City, Indianapolis, and Minnesota now. So people shitting on Lamar Jackson. They can't get it done. Uh, we need, still need to see it in the playoffs, but definitely improving. Hold on. There's a weird noise happening. What is it? It's gone. I don't hear it. It's gone. Okay. We'll move on. There's the ghost. <laughs> It fucking it might like, be. I feel like I'm in the Matrix and I'm slowly waking up. Oh, bro, I didn't even tell you. that When we were recording the Dirty 30 the other night, I heard the same knock that what I heard that night we were recording the show. I'm fucking telling you, bro. Uh, bro, I fucking damn near pissed myself. I didn't hear anything my dad said for like 10 minutes on the show. I was just like, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You, but anyway. You live in Hill House, bro. Yeah, for real. I look outside, there's eyes blinking in the darkness. Oof. Dolphins, Texans, tank bowl. Second tank bowl of the season for Miami. They lost the first one to Jacksonville. Uh seventeen to nine. They get redemption in this one. That's all I got for this. Two and seven Dolphins, one and eight Texans. I don't want to spend more than fifteen seconds talking about it. I think I just hit it right there. 
Uh, Chargers Eagles 27 24. Chargers five and three now. Eagles three and six. Chargers get back on track, but they shouldn't have been a, been this close with the Eagles. The Eagles fucking suck. Um, case in point, Nick Sirianni doesn't run the ball till his number one back gets hurt, and then he picks up um, the fuck's his name, Jordan Howard, off the scrap heap, like thirty two years old, and he's running him double the amount he was using twenty four year old Miles Sanders, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Zero sense. Uh, I, yeah, fuck Nick Sirianni. <laughs> He's he's absolutely killing me in fantasy, and I've just decided to not use Eagles anymore. But right, yeah, I think that's a a, a fair call. Fair call. Uh, Meach agreed as well. Next up, Dustin Hopkins. He got the win for the Chargers here that three point ball game because of a kick. Uh, Washington Football Club let Dustin Hopkins go. They signed a kicker named uh, Blewett, Chris Blewett. Hmm. You can't have a kicker with the last name Blewett, Birdie. No. Oh, that's such a great point. You cannot. <laughs> no. They cut their kicker, who just won a game for the Chargers, for Chris Blewett, who has had three missed kicks in three weeks. All of them were blocked. <laughs> he just kicked it straight <laughs> into the line, dude. Holy shit. That's so fucked up. <laughs> so bad. That's so uh, fucked up. Tales of the Washington Football Club. Sewage water on your fans. Dude, I don't know Cut what your this kicker sound for a is. Guy named Blue. I, it's, I don't it keeps know. coming back. I don't know what it is. It literally sounds like that sound. I'm telling you, bro. Like, I'm in the Matrix. You're not really a person, and I'm slowly waking up. It's because we talked about Al Inception and shit on the Cowboys. Jerry That's Jones, what's happening, dude. Jerry Jones got us, bro. I'm the one. I'm the chosen one, bro. <laughs> Keanu? Yeah, I am the one. I'm Nia. Well. <laughs> the whoa got me yeah you remember that in the matrix when morpheus jumps across the buildings and all neo does is go whoa neo neo seems like a mouth breather neo is a mouth breather he's coming back too boy i saw the trailer the other day i don't know it looks kind of whack but whatever i'll go see it anyway because i'm a sucker did you see dune i did dude you was fucking know I saw Dune, bro. <laughs> I figured it was right up your alley. Was it yes, good? man? I read the book like three times. It's fucking awesome. I actually was genuinely interested in watching it. That's Dude, something you I might absolutely out. fucking should. It's now keep in mind. I listen. Our, uh, it's part one from, of like a three-part thing. So our it's buddy not Mark gonna... from Cinema Flavor just posted his podcast today reviewing it. Yeah, it's not going to be, like, action-packed because it's it's kind of like, think like Lord of the Rings. Like, the first Lord of the Rings just kind of sets up the story. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's still really fucking cool. So, if you like sci-fi and shit, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think I can get into it. Yeah. Um, sci-fi was this fucking NFL weekend, bro. <laughs> uh, Chiefs-Packers, 13-7. Uh, dog shit game. Yeah, seven two sounds like it. Seven and two are the Packers. Five and four are the Chiefs. Uh, the only thing I have from this, the takeaway was that Jordan Love is not the guy. I know right. it was his first real start, but bro, you've been getting, you've been on the NFL team for a year and a half now. You were getting first team reps when Aaron Rodgers was, you know, possibly not going to be on the team anymore. That was a fucking piss poor performance the kid couldn't throw a spiral 
every throw he threw was off like the timing was off he looked scared every time like a pass rush came out it was not a good performance and the chiefs were playing mind games they put his family in the absolute last row of arrowhead oh no way <laughs> that's they savage had, his mom and his sister were like the last two seats in the highest part of arrowhead that's so savage savage as fuck bro so like savage. oh you want to see your uh your kid start his first game cool enjoy bring binoculars <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> oh my god uh, Cardinals got back on the winning track, 31-17 over the Niners. They're 8-1, Niners 3-5. Uh, Titans-Rams, they were the Sunday night game. 7-2 for the Titans, 28-16 over the Rams. Uh, no Henry. AP, they signed Adrian Peterson. I he's saw wearing that. Number, he's wearing number 8, which is weird, but I kind of like it. Me too. Uh, 10 carries for 21 yards. Not very good, but... He he didn't even practice. So it was I mean, the fun part of all this is seeing all the old like Adrian Peterson highlights reemerge on Twitter. That's true because he was a goddamn savage. Yeah, dude, those first couple years like ridiculous. Yeah. Bad father though. <laughs> so true. Beat one kid and then another one died, and he was like, oh, "I got two more." Yeah. That was a legit response. So don't forget, Adrian Peterson, great football player, bad guy. Yeah. Next up in this game, uh, A.J. Brown and Jalen Ramsey, they had a little love saga going on. Two personal foul flags on Ramsey. A.J. Brown was talking shit to him just about every play. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford looked like garbage. He was going to take a safety at the start of the game, uh, which I shit on the Titans pass, pass rush like every time we talk about them. They were so fucking good the other night. That was the best they've looked in five years. But they were going to sack Stafford in the end zone for a safety. Stafford just threw the ball, like let it go for an interception. Dude brought it back like five yards for a touchdown. And then the next drive, Stafford threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. He just like did not read the play at all. Turned to his right, threw it right at the defender who also took that to the house. Wow. So he gave them 14 points in, like, legitimately two minutes of gameplay. Wow. Going in as the MVP favorite. That's tough stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, last game on the docket here, Bears-Steelers. Uh, the story of this one was penalties. Did you see the Cassius Marsh ref bump? I did, yeah. Blatant, right? Yeah, absolutely. The dude tried to – he already had the flag in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about uh, what is it when you need a murder? You need a uh, not intent, but motive. Motive. Thank you. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. <laughs> he had the fucking flag there. Yep. But uh, yeah, Cassius Marsh was running back to the sideline after a sack. Uh, he was waiting to give him like a taunting penalty. And then when he was walking by the ref, Tony Carrente, he stuck his hip out. And then once he made contact, threw the flag. And my favorite uh, comparison I saw was on Twitter. Some guy said, Tony Carrente knew exactly what he was doing. He had the flag in his hand, ready to go. He threw it, and he held it out like he just hit a game-winning (laughs) three-pointer. Held the form and all. Yeah, right. 
Uh, Chris Boswell returned from the shadow realm to kick the game-winning field goal, which that penalty set up. Uh, while we're talking about penalties, I'm going to go through the amount by quarter. First quarter, two. Second quarter, seven. Third quarter, one penalty. However, four missed calls, three roughing the passers on Justin Fields. Ooh, quarter four, ooh. four penalties. And then the I'm not, that's not even counting the mishap with Cassius Marsh we, we just talked about. Right. The Bears had 11 for like 110 yards. Jesus Christ. It was crazy. Um, and my last bit for this game, Presley Harvin, the punter. I sent you a picture of Mr. Presley Harvin. Uh, last week, we were talking about uh, nicknames for him. We had to come up with one. And me and Bobo Jones each have one. I'm going to give you both of them, and I want your thoughts on which one okay. we should roll with. Okay. So, Pastry Harvin. Mm, that's okay. And then I've got Fat Elvis with a PH. That's new, he's not too bad. Presley Harvin. <clears throat> We might have that to was cut what this we out, with. but what about not so starving Harvin? <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Not so starving Harvin. That's a winner. I'm going to have to let him know. He's going to like that one more than his, too, I bet. Yeah, when you said that, I thought you wanted me to come up with one. So that's what I came up with. I like that. Yeah. No, that's a good one, bro. That's what we're going with. Okay. All right, good. I thought it wasn't going to um, end. And that's how we're going to wrap up NFL this week, actually. It's gonna, we're going to wrap up on not-so-starving Harvin and the Steelers. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, – oh, boy. Okay, we're going to crack this hockey thing open here. I mean, in, in reality, there's not too much to talk about, but the things that there are to talk about are kind of big. So I guess we'll start with the Eichel deal. Oh, um, it wasn't to the Rangers. It wasn't, and it's funny because we haven't really been talking the past few weeks too much because of everything that's been going on. Right. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is, a few weeks ago, the Rangers signed Mika, you know, to a long-term extension. So I was feeling like... That could, was the last yeah, nail on the coffin yeah, there. Yeah, it was done. You know, um, I like... I think you have to keep Mika... Um, you just do. If you trade me, if you get rid of Mika and sign Jack Eichel, I don't think you've really improved the team because you've lost a center for a center. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it, it, that doesn't work for me. So I understand why they didn't move on it. I also have a feeling. And again, it's just a feeling that to trade Eichel within the conference, if you will, like to anywhere in the East they were going to ask an arm and a leg, which is just no team's going to give it up for a guy who has, you know, a fractured neck. Like, I can't blame a team for not doing it. I would probably still do it if I was running a team, but I can't blame a team for not doing it. I, I think he was going right. to, you know, in retrospect, it felt like the Rangers were a perfect fit last season because not a lot of teams had the pieces to move to get him. Then after everything's gone down the past few months, you know, it's anyone's ball game because the Sabres have fucked it up so hard. And then it's like a matter of, you know, I get it. They don't want to send him anywhere in the East. They're going to send him somewhere in the West. It, it's really you don't smart want to play him. Right. Yeah, it's really the smart move. It's the only smart thing they've done in the entire fucking situation. What's not so smart is what they got for him. 
because they got fucking nothing. I mean, they got yeah, they got nothing, pissed. dude. The only thing I kind of like out of it is uh, that Krebs kid. Like, he's got some potential. He does have potential, but you're talking about trading a guy who is right. a proven asset. And I talk potential asset. This was the only thing we talked about with the cycle trade is they're lucky they got anything at this point. Right. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, because I think you were, I, I was like, yeah, they got fucking fleeced. And you're like, yeah, I agree. And it's like, yeah, I mean, of course you did. You fucking right. handled this situation. Honestly, I think this is the most poorly handled trade situation I've seen in the last decade. I yeah, can't think of another sure. one. Uh, there are things that I mean, may come I, in close. hockey, in hockey right. for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of anything that's been this poorly handled. It's just completely ridiculous. But he's in Vegas now. It will definitely make Vegas a better team. Um, that's undeniable. I think what's going to be interesting about the situation, and I don't know how you feel about it. But I think what's going to be interesting about this is now you're going to really see if Jack Eichel is what everyone says he is. You know what I mean? I mean, look, yeah, he's clearly this is, a talented and, player. He's clearly an elite player. But, but now he's on a playoff team. Right. Is he the guy that everyone says he is? Because we can all sit here and say that all we want to, that he's that guy. But he's playing in Buffalo with a team that fucking sucks. So, right. A, he's going to have all the point production because nobody else is. And B, you know, he's struggling. So now that he's on a team that where he won't have to struggle so much, is he really that guy? Or, you know, is it just a kind of like diamond in a shit sandwich situation? Let me ask you this. Do you think Vegas is guaranteed a top four seed in the West with Eichel? Are they that good? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I was going to say yes as well. Because... But not just because of Eichel. I think Eichel is like a tipping point. Right. I think they're already like a top five to six seed. Yes. At least. And then you grab Eichel in there. and yeah. What it comes down to is their goaltending, I think. I was just going to say, is Flurry still there, correct? You... Uh, no. no. Didn't he get moved? Um, I can't remember. I'm sorry. My, you know, everything. Um, Maybe he is still there. Because I was, that's what I was gonna ask you is how long he still had left on his contract. No, but he I'm got Googling sent it right to the Blackhawks, yeah, they have, didn't he? They have Robin Leonard right now started. Yeah, because they got Leonard. I'm pretty sure he got traded to the Blackhawks. In the um, Flurry oh, no. is on the Blackhawks. Yeah, he's on the Blackhawks, who are dog shit right now. Dog shit. And that and... brings us to the Blackhawks. Let's crack real quick. This. Yes. Before we get into this mess, could I yeah. give you the one good thing that the um, Sabers have done? Sure, please. They've introduced their first rink dog. <laughs> like an actual dog? Yeah, they've got a Newfoundland that hangs out on the that's, ice while they practice. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the Rangers had one a couple years ago. It was like a um like a yellow lab. It was the most adorable dog in the world. But They're um, training him to be a service dog for like a disabled veteran. That's fucking awesome. That is the yeah. one thing they've done right. Right. Yeah, so let's get to the Blackhawks situation because it's a doozy. It's going to be things hard that have to talk been done about. Right to things that have been done wrong. Uh, and it's a delicate situation. Um, 
but let's let's talk about it. Let's so, traverse these rough waters. Yeah. So, I all right. We should also probably say trigger warning to anyone who doesn't like talking about assault because it's going to get real. Um, so a player who originally was going under a John Doe was came out and said that he was sexually assaulted. I believe when was it? In 2010. 2010, when the Blackhawks played the Canucks in the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. It was like May 8th or 9th in 2010. um, And said that he was called over to a coach's house in the promise that he could be put on the roster. And the coach, I mean, just sexually assaulted him. Flat out. Yeah, and threatened him, you know, saying like, like, dude, some of the quotes. Scary shit. I mean, like, ugh. Like, I'm not going to go into, like, why it upsets me, but, like, it, like, I was about to cry. Like, it's so fucked up, man. Like, it's so fucked up to, to like, read some of that was just, like, what in the fuck? And then, you know, okay, so for everyone that doesn't know, basically this player was assaulted, went to a coach, and the higher-ups in the Blackhawks organization covered it up. They didn't want it getting out. They dismissed the coach that was implicated in it, but covered up the actual situation. Yeah. Am I wrong in that? Because the coach was dismissed right away, right? I believe so. And Joel Quinville had to retire. Um, Who was coaching a 10 and one Florida Panthers team. Yes. Yes. And we'll get, which is one of the craziest parts of this, that this this dude is 10 and one just had to retire. Yep. And it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, what can you say? You know, like it's fucked up. And honestly, like, but basically the last week, like everyone that was all of those higher up people have just been chopping block. Oh yeah. One by one. One. They've all fallen like dominoes. One. And I want to say while we're on the subject, Gary Bettman did a press conference and he, he did not handle this well. At all, like pretty deplorably, in my opinion. Say, I saw some shit on Twitter. People bashing Batman too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really bad. It, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's like pure victim blaming, but it's fucking pretty much. And I also want to say, I don't really want to talk about it too much because, I mean, what else can we say that hasn't already been said? Um, but I do want to say, and I'm hundreds of other people have said it, but I think we should say it anyway. Like Kyle Beach, like good on you. Like that takes a lot of courage to do. Yep. He could have hit behind that John Doe thing, man. He could have done that and he didn't. And like, that's like, you know, I'm, I know what happened to him is terrible and I am sure his life is ruined, but like the courage to do that. He was a first round pick and never saw the NHL. Yeah. Like, and the courage to do that is fucking incredible. And I just, you know, want to put that out there into the world. Um, so, and if you're interested in reading, like, looking more into it, obviously Google it yourself. Yeah, I, I just, I really, there's a lot to it. Yeah, there. and I, I don't feel like unpacking it to be yeah. honest but, with you. Like, hey, like we said, bro, this episode's investigation station. We got like four more to get to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so quick rundowns here. I want to talk about a few Rangers things. Um, McDaddy. Yeah, that, we talk about McDaddy. We can talk about that. Here's the thing that I want to say about this game. Is it a good goal? Absolutely, it's a good goal. <laughs> is it? Is it 
as good as some people are saying, not really, because the three Rangers defensemen don't even try to play him. So it's like, it's not, I don't know. I've seen him score goals in the last couple of days that I think are more impressive than that. Um, the way it was presented in headlines, like McDavid jukes out four defenders and the goalie. I was like, bro, is that like, were they just in a line? Like he just went through like traffic cones. Like what happened? Then when I actually watched the video, I was like, that is a fucking fantastic goal. Absolutely owned the team, but yeah, you're right. There's like yeah. actually one guy playing defense. There's just three people there with yeah, him. Exactly. It's you know the NHL is just trying to drum up publicity because no one watches it anymore. That's right. what it really comes down to. Um, but I'm real not quick though, we're McDavid. talking about goals. Did you see the other crazy goal against you guys? It was the some kid for Nashville. It was his first goal. His name was something fucking Tom something, but he uh. He like shot it on a fast break, recovered it, and threw it off the back of Shesterkin, and it went yeah. in. He shot it from like literally behind the net. Yeah, it's the Gretzky move. Yeah. Um, you know the reason the Rangers lost that game, and I'll maintain this today. I defense wasn't great that game at all. It was pretty bad, but it's Georgiev. Like he's literally the worst goalie I've <laughs> seen on the Rangers since God before Henrik Lundqvist was on the team. Like, he's god-fucking-awful. He can't stop. Like, beach ball is bigger than puck. This is why joke is. You know what I mean? Like This is why joke is. He's that bad, dude. But I yelled that the other day in my car by myself. I was, like, trying. I couldn't, like, figure out what he said. I was like, I've seen this movie a million times. And then I thought of it, like, five minutes later. And I was like, this is why joke is. <laughs> yeah, this is why joke is. Um... The thing about the Rangers this season, it's it's really weird because they've gotten points in all but two of the games that they've played, and I think they've played 13. So they've gotten points in 11 of the last 13 games. Damn. They're actually doing okay. They're second in the Metro, which is that division is always an absolute bloodbath. Second in the Metro. They're second in the Metro. And <laughs> I just – but they're they look like it's – they're not a great looking team. Like they're not playing with a bunch of flourish and shit. They're grinding out games. And I feel weird. You know what it feels like to me, man? It's the 2014 Rangers all over again. It's this outstanding goaltending with decent defense. And they're just like playing rough and tumble hockey. So they may get to the playoffs, but they're not going to win. I just, I, that's my feeling, but let's, now talk about who we think's going to win. Cause I think yeah. that's really the interesting conversation that we can have this week. Um, what are your feelings? I'm curious. I'm actually curious. Like if you have any inklings, if you don't, I get it, but I just want to ask before I get into uh, mine. I think it's going to be looking pretty black and gold. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, what? No, it's not. Excuse you. Do you mean Vegas or do you mean Bruins? Boston. It's not. Uh, look, you're going to get what? into the playoffs, but I don't think you're going to win. And you know I stand for your team, bro. I actually stand for your team. I did last year. We're, I did the year before that. I stand for the Bs. We're 6-4. and four. Which is we not got, great. No, but we have, we have Tuca. We don't have Tuca. That's true. And goalie goaltending has been an issue. The other issue is like our third line D pairing. We yep. just can't fig cannot figure it out. That's our issue uh, too. 
Yeah, like we have two lines, and I knew that was going to be a fucking problem. Like I was Me saying too. all off season, we needed to sign another like second line D guy, and it yeah, didn't. You it have. just didn't happen. Yeah. So, I knew that was going to be an issue, but I I think once we get Tuca back, and once playoff time starts to roll around, like the bees are going to tread water, be at the top top ish of their division, enough to be in the playoffs, and then <clears throat> once we get to playoffs, we're gonna we'll we'll flip a switch. Taylor Hall, Poster Dog, Bergie, Marshan. Yeah, I think what needs to happen is yeah, we just Charlie have to Max. get deeper into the season and wait. Oh, we extended McAvoy too, so like we're, right. we're good. We're wait, good. We're wait good. for Detroit to fall off because I do believe they're gonna fall off. Their rookies are just going hard right now. They are, they are. But I just I have this gut feeling they're gonna fall off. What I really think is gonna happen is I think Stanley Cup wise, I'm leaning very heavily. I could tell you who it's going to be in the West. You're going to have a contest between Calgary and I'm going to say St. Louis or Minnesota. Um, in the East, I think it's either going to be Florida or. Florida's really good. Maybe Boston. Yeah, but Florida's been building to it for a minute. That's the thing. Yeah, they've been. Yeah, they've been like slowly and sneakily building a team, and they have Barkov, who's ridiculous. Um, they already had Ekblad. I think once they drafted Barkov, they're like, all right, we can start putting this together now. Yeah, like I really think the Western team in the Stanley Cup is gonna be Calgary, and here's why I say that: Calgary and Edmonton, Johnny Hockey, baby. Well, they're, they're, Calgary and Edmonton are, are two similar teams in the sense that they can both score at will right now. Or at least it seems that way right now. The difference is that Calgary can actually fucking play defense. Like, it's hard to get in on Calgary and get to that net. Whereas with Edmonton, it's a fucking breeze to score. It's just, can you stop them from scoring? And Calgary, I think, will be able to do that. Like, I, I really believe that in the West, at least right now as it stands... Calgary is the team to fucking beat in the West, which is weird to say. It's weird to say. Is they Mika have, back? They got Johnny. They got back in that right, right? now? <laughs> no, they've got fucking, what's his name, Markstrom, who is playing out of his, out of his fucking skull. skull. I saw his stats the other insane. night. I was like, what in the fuck? Who is this? Dude, when we played them the other night, and don't get me wrong, it was one of those Rangers games that happens every couple weeks where you're just like, you guys don't give a fuck tonight. But there was one shot that I think Mika made where Markstrom literally reached with his glove behind himself and caught the puck. Jesus. And I was like, how the, like, even I was sitting there like, how did he stop that? Like I was pissed (laughs) off. I can't imagine how Mika must feel, but like, it's going to be, I think Calgary because they look really good. And then from the East, honestly, it's going to be Florida or Carolina. I don't, I can't call that at this point. I want to say Florida, but at the same time, the Rangers just handed them their first regulation loss the other night, which shouldn't have happened, if we're being honest. Rangers are not a bad team. It's just Florida should beat them right now. They just should. They're hot. They've got everything they need, and they lost. So, I don't know. The East, is, the East to me, is always the difficult pick. The West it is always, is. I think, pretty easy. But I, I feel the same a, way, bro. It's like a fucking, like I said, a bloodbath. Like it's like yeah. Mortal Kombat. Like every <laughs> fucking year, I just Playoffs don't know. Fatality. Yeah, I just don't know. But one thing's for sure: 
It's going to be fun. It's great to have a full season of hockey. And we got the Winter Olympics. And the TNT coverage is actually really good. I actually really like it. I was very wary. But um, I like having Gretzky in the games. And I also like that Henrik Lundqvist is now doing, you know, he's now an analyst for MSG. Yeah, so that's that cool. Is fucking dope. That's cool. But um, yeah, I'm gonna call a. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna pick one. I'm, I'm picking one. I'm gonna call Calgary, Florida. I'm calling Calgary, Florida. All right, all that's right. My Stanley I, Cup pick. I'll go Bruins Knights. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't really have much else to talk about. Um, I haven't watched any Bruins games. I'm going to start watching them because I, you know, contrary to what you might think, I actually like your team. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch a few and then we'll talk about it in the future. Do you want to talk about some basketball? Hello? And he's gone. I can't hear you double. Oh, did I disconnect? Oh, I disconnected. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck, my back. I'm here. Oh, hey. So, uh, full disclosure, I'm just going to leave all that in. Um, full disclosure, <laughs> uh, I had I got my internet speed upped, and they told me that today they would probably check in at some point on my internet, so I think that's what they just did. Gotcha. Uh, well, I talked for like 10 seconds, and then there was about 30 seconds of dead air. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like talking about, um, let's talk about some basketball. That's what I was talking about and how I was going to watch the Bruins. I haven't watched many of their games, but I'm going to start watching them. Gotcha. I wanted, I was saying how I wanted to give you the top 10 from the power rankings this week for NHL and get a contender or pretender. Oh yeah. Let's do it. That sounds like did, so much fucking fun. We did that for uh, uh, basketball with Bobo, but uh, number 10 this week, golden Knights. Honestly, this season, because Jack Eichel, if he is going to come back this season, isn't going to come back until it might be too late. I'm going to say pretender, dude. Fair. As of right uh, now, pretender, because they're sitting, what, like sixth in the Pacific? Yeah, sixth in the Pacific. Seven yeah, they're six. seven and six right now. Yeah, I'm calling pretender. Fair play. Uh, number nine, Bruins, six and four. Um, I'm going to say contender because I think they're all, until that roster is completely destroyed, always a contender. Agreed. Flames, which you just established, yep, contender. contender. Seven, Lightning. This is tough. Because um, they're, to me, I think in a few weeks going to be middling. I'm going to say Pretender just because you know I hate them. Fair. Blues, six. Mm, I'm going to say Contender because they're playing really well. They also they once they're they're a team that once they get in the playoffs they just kind of hang around and they've got Buchnevich now, dude. Pavel, yeah, the Booch, the Booch, uh, Boochie man. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Number five, the Maple Leafs. Uh, pretender. pretender, hard as fuck. Oh, always pretender. Pretender, hard and as fuck. Until that roster is fully established, there'll be a pretender. <laughs> uh, number four, wild. Contender, legitimately. Kaprizov is back, too. Exactly. Uh, number three, Oilers. Contender, but don't expect them to go all the way. If they do, awesome, but I just wouldn't hang your hat on it. Fair. Number two, the Hurricanes would beat the shit out of us the other night. Contender. One of the most dangerous teams in the league right now. They're really fucking good, dude. Yeah. Absurd. Um, And number one right now, the Panthers, which you also established yeah. are a contender. Yeah. Uh, last one I want to talk about is the Columbus Blue Jackets because they moved up nine spots from 23 to 14 this week. Yeah, they have been stringing some wins together. Um, But I personally feel, given the last couple years it's probably unsustainable and yeah. even if they make it to the playoffs i like just like the rangers if they the make east it to the playoffs i don't like see them said, going bro. deep like we said the east is a bloodbath yeah and i don't see them making it out of that bloodbath right like if they like it's like the rangers if they make it into the playoffs i don't see them going deep if they do right. cool but i don't see that happening right i hear you um, all right, so basketball, but before we get there, do you want a little mid-show break real quick? Sure, we can do that. All right. Um, this time we are going to go down to Australia. Down under. Australia. A 64-year-old fugitive who surrendered to Australian police because a Sydney lockdown left him jobless and homeless was sentenced on Thursday to an additional two months behind bars for escaping from prison almost 30 years ago. Whoa. He was on the run for 29 years. He was homeless and fucking jobless. The pandemics got him down. Lockdowns got him down. He was like, I got nowhere to go. I got to go back to prison. Wow. Damn. Can you imagine being on the run for 29 fucking years? What is this guy's life? I fucking cannot, dude. They should have just crazy. They should have just let him go to like a halfway house or something, bro. Right? Like you, you did your time. You spent twenty nine years running from us. We forgot yeah. about and you. And who were you the whole time? Who were you? Right. <laughs> Jesus. And, oh, but one of the worst part of this is that it was for growing marijuana. Oh, get fucked. Get fucked. His sentence should be absolutely commuted. Then he had to uh return return to prison for remaining 14 months of a 33 month sentence so it was originally only almost a three-year sentence he escaped after 14 months and then once he got back they gave him two but again 29 years apart yeah that's dumb i would be like fuck that like if i was that judge i would be like get out of my courtroom bro go home right and then he'd be like but i don't have a home they'd be like go somewhere go somewhere else like we should start a GoFundMe for this dude. I'm sure somebody already has. Probably. Uh Darko Disick, which is a solid ass name. Yeah, that's a strong fucking name. <laughs> right? God damn. Sounds Darko like a Sith Desic. Lord. Yeah, right. <laughs> Red lightsaber and all. Yeah, it's got some sick mask. God damn. That's amazing. Right? But yeah, no that's legs. what I got. He has there. no legs. He floats. 
<laughs> he floats. Well, it's from all the weed he grows. Right, yeah. Constantly <laughs> high as fuck. Love it. Uh, basketball. We needed that mid-show break before we got to our next investigation. <laughs> investigation discovery featuring Stone Sports. Uh, Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver, who is white, has said the N-word on multiple occasions, made lewd, misogynistic comments in meetings, berated coaches, and presided over a toxic work environment. In which oh, is this employees... the dude you, tweet, you sent me the tweets? No. Okay. No. Um... Stories quote Sun's co-owner saying the level of misogyny and racism is beyond the pale. It's embarrassing as an owner. Former team executive added, there's literally nothing you could tell me about him from a misogynistic or racist standpoint that would surprise me at this point. Um, I have a little list of things he's been accused of through his 17-year tenure here after this little probe. Oh, boy. Uh, Sarver repeatedly said the N-word in the coach's room after a loss against the Golden State Warriors in 2016, complaining that Draymond Green, who is black, said it during the game. Then coach Earl Watson, who is also black, told him, you can't fucking say that. Jesus Christ. At least six Suns employees described Sarver saying the N-word aloud when repeating something a black player had said. And telling a son's employee that want that he wanted to hire Lindsay Hunter, who is black, instead of Dan Majerly, Majerly, I always fuck up that name. I know who he is, I just can't say his name. Who is white as coach in 2013, Sarver said these N-words need a N-word, according to an executive who heard the conversation. Yeah, you sent me that. Okay, I did yeah, send you And that. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, bro, fucking crazy. I mean, like, Dude's... Out of his rock, off his rocker. Yeah. Like the Donald Sterling shit a few years ago with the Clippers. Like, this is worse. Yeah. That, I mean, that's like, that's just disgusting. And that dude had to sell his team and is like blackballed from anything. So, like, this guy's done so. Yeah. Um, and also, 70 plus of his former employees have come forward in the investigation. Wow. Seven, 70. Jesus Christ. Not five, not ten. Seventy. Seventy. Yeah. That's holy shit. I'm speechless. Um Sons tried to sign the Marcus Aldridge in 2015. They knew that he would like to play near his children in Texas. Sarver said that then that they needed to get Phoenix area strippers pregnant with NBA player children so the team could have an edge in recruiting. What the fuck? Right. Uh, while involved in a contract dispute with Eric Bledsoe's agent, Rich Paul of Clutch Sports, Sarver threatened to fire Watson unless the coach, who was also represented by Clutch, ditched the agency. It's almost like an ownership thing, Watson said. He wants people to call him and beg him. During Watson's first season, the coach was asked to suggest areas in which the organization could improve. When he said that the Suns could use more diversity, Sarver responded, I don't like diversity. I mean... I'm just, like, shocked, dude. And this page, like, I'm just scrolling and, like, stopping and picking. Like, there's so many 50, more. Yeah. Last one I'll give you. Sarver told a pregnant employee that she would not be able to stay in her role coordinating the 2009 All-Star game because she would be breastfeeding It would need to be at home. According to two sons employees, other members of the management team had to step in to rebuke the owner. So he was going to fire her because she was pregnant. Because he didn't want to pay her maternity leave. Oh, my God. 
It's like, it like all the worst qualities of a person combined yeah, all rolled into, into one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Holy shit, dude. Uh, he also had like a, some sort of assistant who was black, and he referred to him as Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, even though he was told not to on several occasions. Jesus Christ, dude. He would jokingly tell him to do the Carlton dance. How old Which, is this guy? 60s. 50s, 60s. Ugh. Let me check his exact age right now. Doing a little Google. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just... No, it doesn't. You know 60 I mean? on the dot. Because I feel like if he was like 30, 40 something, it would be like even worse. Yeah. Either way, zero fucking place for it. Uh, this guy I mean, should... Anywhere. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Dunzo. And... He just kind of looks like jail. He just kind of looks like the type too. Right. Like right. he looks like he could play the bad guy in like some sort of like slave movie. Right. Yeah. Um but that brings us to our next investigation. Okay. So the Suns thing came out last week, beginning of the week sometime probably Tuesday. Uh, Blazers by Friday were being investigated. Uh, Portland Trailblazers and owner Jody Allen have launched an investigation into president of basketball operations and general manager Neil Olshay. Olshay? 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 I don't know. In a statement on Saturday, the Trailblazers said they are reviewing concerns around workplace environment by non-player personnel at the practice facility. While we cannot comment on the pending matter, we are committed to continuing to build an organization that positively impacts our colleagues, communities, and the world in which we live and play, was the statement from the team. Uh, at least one Portland employee has reported potential misconduct that sparked an investigation into Olshay. Um, Portland hired Olshay 56 as general manager in 2012. The Blazers promoted him to president of basketball operations in 2015. Prior to joining Portland, he worked for the Clippers for nine years in multiple roles, including director of player development, assistant coach, director of player personnel, assistant general manager, and vice president of basketball operations. The nature of the misconduct allegations against Olshay is not currently known. However, there is a probe by the team and the league going into it, as I stated at the start. So it seems it's on less of a scale than the Suns, but still. Yeah, more later. Right. Yeah. But those were our investigations for basketball. Still more drama to get to, but let's get to our five things from the week. Uh, Number one on the list, Ben Simmons fining continues by the Sixers. Uh, This story just keeps on going, and now there's reports that the Celtics are going to trade Jalen Brown for him out of your fucking mind. No chance that's happening. (laughs) If the problem with the Celtics that everyone's putting out is chemistry issues, do you think Ben Simmons, the dude that's team, is fining him for not showing up because of quote-unquote mental health, which he's just using as a loophole to get paid? Uh, That's not the dude that's going to fix our fucking chemistry problems. I'll tell you that from afar. Right. Tell you that for fucking free. I mean, that's just a logic thing. Yeah, bro. That's so anyone saying that that's going to happen on Twitter, slow your fucking roll. Use your head for a second. Not happening. But yeah, Ben Simmons continues to get fined by the Sixers after refusing help from the team for his mental health. Uh, like I said, trying to abuse a loophole there to still get money from the team without playing. But team was uh, team was keen to it. So no longer happening. 
Next up here, LeBron expected to be out a couple weeks with an abdomen strain. Quote, out at least a week. That was what the team stated. But, uh, you know, all these doctors on Twitter saying it's more like four to six weeks for that type of injury. Right. That could be big. So, could be big. Uh, they've been struggling without him, too. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Steph Curry absolutely going off right now. The favorite for MVP in my book. Currently, Curry goes for 50 and 10. The first player to score 50 this season. The Warriors are 9 and 1 or better in the first 10 games for the fourth time in team history. They've made the finals every other time. Oh, there you go. That's a uh, pretty keep an eye out. Yeah, right. Keep an eye out. Um, Fourth here, former three-time NBA All-Star Darren Williams to fight former five-time Pro Bowler Frank Gore in a boxing match on the Mayweather-Paul card. (laughs) This shit's getting out of control. Out of control, bro. It needs to stop. Like ASAP. (laughs) You know what it is? It's in all these places, these venues and shit were closed down for so long. And not making money off of these kind of things. So now they're like, whatever you can do to fill the fucking seats, let's do it. Yep, that's exactly what it is. You're right. Right. It's exactly It'll what it probably, is. I'm hoping it'll die out soon. Because it is really getting ridiculous. Yep. Eventually, I'm uh, just going to lose interest and then it'll die. Yeah, exactly, bro. And last here on our five things is the big one. The last bit of NBA drama this week. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, and Markeith Morris got into to it leading to a Jokic ejection. I sent you the video. Uh, Morris comes up and kind of hits him at half court and then turns around and starts walking towards the rest of his team. Jokic took exception to it, comes out and straight body checks Markeith Morris. Uh, his head snapped back. He ended up going off the court in a stretcher. Ended up being fine, but still, scary scene and uncalled for. He was suspended and fined. Uh, only suspended one game. I heard people saying it should be more. Uh, some people saying he did the right thing. It's been a hotly contested debate. I'm, I, like I said, I sent you the video. I'm curious to get your opinion on it. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone on Twitter that I saw was saying, like, that's what you get kind of shit. That's kind of what I saw on Twitter. And then people, like, actually in anal- like analyst positions were like, get him the fuck out of here. That should be suspension, etc." no place for it but yeah then twitter was like bloodbath off of his head i'm like hey, that's what you get <laughs> right i mean i don't know i'm i come from the hockey world where it's like if you come at a motherfucker like be prepared and so here's my thought on it like if that were if i were in Jokic's position i wouldn't have fucking decked him like that but i probably would have gone up and started talking shit yeah i would at least like check a motherfucker right like i would probably talk first and then lead it to a check i probably wouldn't just straight check him from behind like that but no, i don't mean like actually like, physically check him i mean just like no right right you know, verbally check, check him no i yeah. get what you're saying yeah 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 no but fucking Marquise morris also if you're like you have a foul like that it could be viewed as a cheap shot. I wouldn't turn my back on the dude you just did it to. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the Mar- the Morris twins are all still about that fucking action. Uh, they 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 had a like a high school coach or something was dating their mother and they found out he was cheating and they like found him at a public game, 
like waited for him to go to the bathroom and both of them jumped him in the bathroom and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And then when they got questioned about it, they're like, Yeah, we did that. He fucked with our mama. Yeah, like Gucci Mane. Remember when he yeah, went to bro. jail and they're like, yeah, hey, bro. Was like bitch, I might like, be. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, I might be. Yeah, bro. Same shit. But yeah, I don't know, bro. Crazy situation. Like I said, I wouldn't have turned my back on the dude if I just cheap shotted him. Whether you view it as that or not, it was. He led with his fucking knees and his elbow into the dude's ribs like the yeah, no, I mean, unquestionably, <laughs> it was a cheap shot. Now, does that right. make the retaliation okay? Yeah, not necessarily. I'm, not but necessarily. It's like the same thing that happened with that game after, you know, that game, that second Caps-Rangers game last season. Like, I was trying to tell Meech, I was like, look, I get what you're saying. It's not acceptable. But what I'm saying is, like, if something like that happens on the field and, and the refs don't shut it down and be like, no, that can't happen here then anything that happens after that, you cannot be angry about. Because that's your job, is to police the game. And if you're right. not going to police the game and protect players, they're going to take matters doing? into their own hands. You know? That's right. that's my feeling on it. And I have... I, I agree with you, bro. And But the other part of it, like... The Morris brothers, like I just explained, are about that action. The Jokic brothers are also about that action. They were sitting courtside and freaked the fuck out. They uh, were text or tweeting at uh, the Morris twins after, like fucking anytime, any place, basically. <laughs> like don't fuck with, <laughs> don't fuck with the Jokic's. And they look like Russian gangsters. One's got like a tattoo on his neck. They just look like Serbian fucking they, unfuckwithable. Yeah, right. You put a tracksuit on him and a cigarette hanging out of your mouth, uh, hanging out of the mouth. Yeah. Tell me he's a mobster. I, it couldn't fool me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I want to see if we're gonna do more celebrity boxing. I want to see a fucking three v three with uh, the Jokic's, the Morris brothers, and we'll throw Jimmy Butler in there because he got fined like ten k, fourteen k, something for basically instigating. <laughs> <laughs> right because after the hit he was yelling to the Jokic brothers in the stands out back come out back motherfucker meet me out back I saw a lip reading of it that was pretty fucking funny nice <clears throat> but yeah that was NBA this week lots of drama investigation station seems like lots of drama in sports in general this week yeah man. bro you missed a lot I came back at a fucking crazy time I fucking did dude all right, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, there actually is one story I saw it came out, like, right before we sat down to record, actually. Oh, what's that? Um, Let me – I got a picture here. PSG confirmed women's midfielder Aminata Diallo has been taken into police custody. She allegedly hired masked men to injure her France and PSG teammate Kira – Hammerau, Hammeru, and to stop her competing so she could get more playing time. Jeez. So she hired goons to go into her teammate's house and beat the shit out of her and injure her legs. So, so she, like, she Tanya Harding did. Bro, she Tanya Harding her teammate to get more playing time. Jesus Christ. Not even her competition, her teammate. Yeah, it's almost right. worse. It is. No, it is. It is. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Holy shit crazy shit bro so i'm sure more will unravel with that by the next time we record i'll have to keep an eye must on have it. been something in the water this week 
Bro, for real. The crazies are coming out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, actually, no, let's hope next week is just as crazy so we have plenty to talk about. Anything else right? you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that'll fucking do it for us this week. Um, just make sure to check us out on ColorCast. We've been in there a lot. Uh, we got a competition coming up on there. Uh, most view time. It's not like view most viewers, most likes, nothing like that. You just got to be in there and stay in there. Just listen to us for the show. I'm um, going to start doing some casts. Uh, me and my buddy on there, Immaculate Takes. Uh, we've been doing some basketball streams, coverages on ColorCast. So you're uh, watching the games, basketball games late at night. We're probably on there, so come check us out. Uh, other than that, I think that's it for us. We can hit the socials, hit the music, and get the fuck on out of here. Glad you're back, buddy. Yeah, thanks, bud. It's good to hear your voice again. All right, right, well, follow us on all the socials. It's, uh, what, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Kind of YouTube right now. Yeah, Instagram. YouTube, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, and you can listen to it anywhere you get your podcasts. Like, comment, subscribe, all that. It's all Stone Sports Podcast, except for Twitter is what again? At Stone underscore podcast. However, if you do st- search Stone Sports Podcast, we come up. So. All right, there you go. Let's get the hell out of here. Say goodbye, my dude. Peace. Later.